You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. This is Luke. Welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Luke, I, I do have to ask you, because when I think of the Chiefs, I, I, I still have a hard time wrapping it in my head around the fact that it's arguably their defense that's the best element of their game. And I say that with respect to Mahomes and Kelsey and everything, but if you look at the amount of points that they've given up this year defensively, it's been really impressive. And they shut down Lamar Jackson last weekend. Do you look at the Chiefs and be like, okay, like their defense, or do you still have a hard time being like, yeah, like it's, I think the Chiefs' defense is their strength. You know, I, I, it's definitely different, you know, than in the past, but it is one of their strengths for sure. And, uh, they got their hands full this week. You know, this Niners offense has a lot of weapons and they have a lot of ways to attack you. But uh, I think that this Chiefs team, and I, I'm specifically talking about how they've played in the playoffs alone. Yeah. Okay, not their regular season. is the most balanced we've ever seen a Kansas City Chiefs team. And, and you said, like, the defense has played incredibly well. The run game has been physical and explosive at times when it needs to be. Patrick Mahomes has been electric in moments where he needs to be, and he's been a little more conservative and let's call it tactical in other moments. They have zero interceptions. You know, he's thrown zero interceptions. The defense shut down the run when they needed to against Baltimore. Now, you can make the argument that Baltimore also abandoned the run, but they stymied early on Miami's explosive offense, and they did enough, you know, to beat the Bills. That was kind of their one moment where the Bills, I thought, were able to get a few things going um, against this defense via the run game, which they cleared up the next week. So, again, it's uh, it's definitely a very, very balanced team. They can run the football. They, you know, had some issues throwing it during the year, but certainly that's gone away in the playoffs. And the defense has been stout almost week in and week out. So you look at the matchups, and obviously, Luke, you do a great job of, you know, there's a lot of one-on-one matchups that are very key in any game. And now you get to the Super Bowl, and they're even more important. I want to, you know, the Thune injury on the O-line for the Chiefs. Tell me how you think, how much of an impact that could have on this game. It could potentially be a huge ordeal. It, it helps that Mahomes is a veteran guy. And why I say that is generally when you have a younger quarterback, your center helps, you know, ID the Mike linebacker in the run game and also can change or manipulate protection where, you know, with Thune in there, he's obviously got a ton of experience. He's going to be able to do that with Patrick Mahomes without him in there. I'm not saying, you know, they, they can't do it, but Mahomes will have to kind of just double check, make sure pre-snap he's got the line pointed in the right direction. If it's a pass, you know, if he thinks a blitz is coming, if he wants him to slide a certain way, and also in the run game, he's going to need to be on the check. So, again, it, it's a big ordeal because that position is really, you know, after the quarterback is the guy who has to think the most. So, looking at, you know, the, uh, the defense of the Chiefs, and, uh, you know, you've talked about how much better it is, and it's been consistent all year long, no question. Um, the, no, the Brock Purdy effect, 
Um, obviously, I would strongly disagree with with Cam Newton. I, by the way, side note, I love Brock Purdy's uh, response to Cam Newton. I thought it was great. But, when, you know, younger quarterbacks, Luke, the big stage is still different. And this guy's been amazing, but he's not Pat Mahomes yet. If you're the Chiefs defense, what are you doing? And, like, other than just the obvious try to get pressure, can, do you think you can disguise things? Can you stunt that much to confuse him? And if so, how would you go about it defensively? So if I'm the Chiefs and Steve Spagnolo, the first thing I'm doing is stop the run. Stop the run. Stop the run. And, and this isn't a shot at Brock Purdy because this is a Kyle Shanahan offense. Okay, You look at what this guy wants to do, regardless of who his quarterback is. You know, he wants to run the football, a lot of zone running plays, and they want to build off of that. You know, they have guys like Kittle and, and the fullback Kyle Juszczyk where these guys can also go catch the football, especially Kittle when I talk about those two. But they're very athletic players. So they can keep the same formation and run downhill football, you know, with CMC as your back. And then a couple plays later, mirror everything up and run a dynamic play action that goes to IU for 15, 20 yards, you know, goes to Kittle or – is the ball somehow now in Debo's hands? So the key to stopping this offense with Brock Purdy, who, like you said, has been incredible. I don't care what anyone says. The guy's been incredible this year. Mm-hmm. Um, is stopping the run first. So trying to make the offense one-dimensional. And then the next thing that I'll say is, as far as stunting or, or anything like that, um, if, if you can stop the run, which is a huge if, Purdy <laughs> – most of his throws have actually been down the field. You know, there's a stat going on out here that in the last 40 seasons, there's been five guys who have averaged more than nine yards per attempt. Purdy is number one in those five at 9.6. Side note, which is not going to happen, but the next four all won NFL MVP that season. Okay, so I, I sit here and I think to myself, you know, if I'm Spags and I can stop this run game, now we need to make sure they're not pushing the ball down the field. So, again, I'm not saying it's necessarily a weakness of Brock Purdy, but what I would try and force him to do is take short throws underneath. Short throws underneath, short throws underneath. Make them drive the field that way, something that Kyle Shanahan does not want to do. That's not how his offense is built. They're not a dink-it-around offense. They're a run-the-ball-and-take-shots t- or you know push-the-ball-down-the-field-style offense. So, again, I know we're getting really into football terms here, but to me, it's stop the run. They love to play, speaking of the Chiefs, they're number one league in split safeties. They'll have help over the top or anything deep down the sidelines. And it's like try and make this team, you know, nickel and dime you down the field and wait for a mistake. You mentioned stop the run, and obviously it's easier than said than done, especially when it's McCaffrey, who's, I think, the best running back in the game. So when you watch tape on McCaffrey – like obviously you you can't uh, you know you, your D line has to not allow big holes number one but is there any other way Luke that you find that the teams can have success in limiting a run on an elite back like McCaffrey? So the best way and what makes McCaffrey so great to me is that he's not a one dimensional back and what I mean by that is if you look at certain NFL running backs. A lot of them will be, let's call it speed guys. So, hey, they're going to stretch, you know, the defense, put their foot in the ground, have an explosive movement, and they simply win by speed. 
And there's other guys that it's a very physical running style. You know, if you don't come and make a great form tackle, they're going to be able to shed that because they're so powerful and get a few extra yards at least. Where McCaffrey can do both of those things. And it's a rare combo. McCaffrey can sit there and be your, hey, we're running outside. I've got a ton of speed. I put my foot in the ground, and I just hit a 70-yard home run. Hmm. But he oftentimes is also the guy that's running right up the A-gap and lowering his shoulder and trying to just create a cloud of dust and put some pain on a defender. So the best way to stop this guy, and again, it's very, very hard to do, especially with this offensive line, but is to get penetration. And you've got to have a D lineman or, you know, potentially a blitzing linebacker that can basically get penetration, even if he doesn't make the play. It can at least make McCaffrey shuffle his feet, you know, so that he doesn't have this huge head of steam going. So he eliminates the big speed that he potentially would have while he's hitting the last scrimmage. And also, if you're going side to side, it's very hard to be powerful then. So again, I think the key to stopping this run game is having, you know, could be Chris Jones playing that in inside a bit, could be whomever, getting some penetration and trying to just delay McCaffrey from being able to, you know, really turn it up. Luke Wilson joins us, uh, analyst on TSN, of course, former NFL tight end, uh, breaking down uh, Super Bowl 58. Uh, let's throw it to the other defense then. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. Everybody knows who, who wants to be his main target. It doesn't mean it's easy to take away. But so how did, how would you game plan to try to slow down the Chiefs? So that that's a tough one. Um, again, both teams have a lot of options offensively. Um, first and foremost, I think that this year I talked about the Chiefs being balanced. But I, I think the weakest part of this offense is going to be consistently throwing the football. Okay. So I would use the same answer. Like the the big star and an unsung hero has been outside of Mahomes, obviously, has been Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he's been just the most consistent guy for this team, I feel like, the whole year while he's been healthy. So I would try and eliminate that as much as I can. And the Niners have struggled against the run the last few weeks. That's an understatement. You know, Aaron Jones ran all over this team. And pretty much anyone who touched the ball as a running back on the Lions just absolutely annihilated this defense. So you got to figure out a way to slow down Pacheco. That would be item one for me. And then item two is handling Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, and how they do that, I'm very, very interested to see because right now the Niners are predominantly a zone team. Obviously they can play man, but it's not what they really live in. They like playing zone defense. Well, the Mahomes-Kelsey connection, especially against zone defense, is incredible. So I doubt that they're just going to line up and play their regular zone coverages because Mahomes and Kelsey have such a good feel for that, being able to adjust and even adapt within the route, that I think that's a bit of a gamble. So do you kind of bracket Kelsey? Do you potentially put a DB in play him in man, et cetera? It's a great question, and it's a tough, tough decision for Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator. But my thing, if I'm Steve Wilkes right now, is I'm preaching, let's stop Pacheco and try and make someone else beat us outside of Travis Kelsey. So if that's Rasheed Rice, you know, you live with that. If it's MVS on a big play, I think you live with that. But right now, as far as weapons go, I think that they have less weapons the Chiefs do 
than the Niners as far as, you know, big time playmakers. So uh, I'm coming out here and I've got a, a bulletin board saying stop this run game in Pacheco and, and minimalize Kelsey and let's see what the Chiefs can do. Luke Wilson uh, joins us. Luke, you played the tight end position, so I think you can talk about it uh, very well. When you look at Kelsey, many think he's maybe the greatest tight end ever, and it's hard to argue that he isn't. When, when you watch his position, like, we, we, we just said here, game plan, okay, this is how you try to take him away, but no one's really been able to do it successfully at all. You know, he, he for his standards, he had a little bit of slower part of the season early on and people thought, "Oh, you know, he's getting old or maybe he was in love." And I think both were a little premature, not that he's not in love, but that uh, that that was impacting his play. Um what is it about him? Like is it is it is it route running? Is it how he gets off the ball? When you watch him, what separates him from the other tight ends? Like why is he so much more successful? So, and it's funny, how many times you watch this guy and you think to yourself, "How is Travis Kelsey wide open?" <laughs> Yeah, And I think part of that, there's a lot of reasons for this, but let's start with, uh, we just talked about him against zone coverage. So if you're watching this game and you want to see something that's pretty unique and Travis is the best at it, is he really seems to understand and have a feel for what the defenses are trying to do zone coverage-wise. And he also seems, at least it looks like to me, that he understands the coverage, you know, rules of the defenders and the concept in which he's running his route in. So you talk about details, right? Well, I come up to the line of scrimmage, I'm Travis Kelsey, and I notice it's zone coverage. He's able to feel out, okay, this guy, let's say it's a, I've got an out route. Okay, 10 yards, and that's going to be, I'm going to sit in this zone. Well, perhaps based on the zone coverage, there's a defender, you know, well inside, it's going to push to the out route. So what you'll see Kelsey do is come off the ball with, let's call it tempo, so he's not full speed. And he's also not going to run directly straight. He's really going to kind of have like this almost flow-like rhythm to him where he pushes at the defender, which will cause that zone defender to almost freeze his feet. He can't just run over to his zone because he's got to respect something else. And then that tempo I was talking with allows everything to clear out, out over the top of him and gives him a bigger spot in the window that he eventually wants to go to. And again, when you have these details like this, that then you need a quarterback who's on the exact same page as you, which him and Mahomes clearly are. So he does a ton of just minute details in his route running in zone coverage that is for a lot of the success he's currently getting. But now let's go to man because it's like, okay, well, what about man coverage? He's a freak athlete, and he's huge. So you put a linebacker on him, he's going to win that matchup more times than not. You put a safety on him, that's still a matchup that you're going to like. You know, He's a big body, can catch, he can run, he's got a lot of wiggle. So it's tough to play the guy in man. So then the next question is, okay, well, what if we put a true you know, defensive back, meaning like a corner on him? Well, most corners are – you know, a little lighter. So now all of a sudden, even though you have a guy that can run with him, you know, and potentially be a better athlete than him at the top of his routes, he's going to give up, you know, 40 pounds and probably a couple inches of height. So Travis will just sit there and, and be very physical and use his body, almost become a bit of a basketball player and win that matchup as well. So that's partially why it, you know, not partial. There's a lot of reasons why he's become the greatest pass catching tight end in the history of our game. 
is because it's somewhat of a pick your poison. He's athletic enough to win in man coverage against linebackers and safeties. He's too big for a lot of corners to cover in man coverage. And he's got an incredible, incredible feel and understanding of how to beat zone coverage. So you, you combine that, and, and that's why you see the consistent year in, year out numbers that he's gotten. Luca, one last one for you. Um, I'm pretty sure that you played like a triple-A hockey growing up at the, some stages of your career before eventually you went into football. So obviously a very good athlete. Um, what was your best skill set on the ice? Oh, that's a great uh, that's a great question right there. I would say I'm not sure if this is a skill set or just a style of play, <laughs> but I was about uh, six five in ninth grade. Okay, so I was a pretty played forward. I was a pretty big dump and chase guy. Yeah, you know, um, fired in the corner and at again being whatever you are, fifteen years old at six five two thirty. Let's call it just skating as hard as he can trying to drill someone uh, usually worked well in my favor. Um, and then I'd say garbage goals, you know, yeah. wasn't the prettiest guy out there, not the greatest skater, but again, being a bit large helped me out and just kind of uh, hanging around the net, maybe poking a few rebounds in here and there. That would probably be the, uh, which I know is not saying much, but probably the best thing I did on the ice. Do you, uh, do you play any shinny hockey ever? Uh, I did this weekend. Oh. Um, at a in Toronto, it was kind of a, a very cool event. Um, the HDA Winterfest, which was again a couple NHLers, a couple local, uh, you know, news people were on there. It was it was pretty special. Get back out there. I will say, and I know you guys will be very familiar. Here's a fun fact. But I was uh, on the same AAA team my midget minor year as Zach Cassian. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Zach's pretty popular in your neck of the woods. Uh, we actually went to the same high school, which I think is, was always kind of a fun fact. Was uh, he's a year younger than me, but kind of wild that a, a, a high school in LaSalle, Ontario, uh, would have you know two guys that went on to be pretty successful in different sports. And uh, at one point, we're playing for teams when he was on Vancouver and I was in Seattle that were you know two and a half hours away. I love it. Luke, uh, quick, who's winning? Super Bowl, who are you taking? I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I don't feel great about it. I think it <laughs> you know, could go either way, but I have a hard time betting against um, Mahomes so, yeah, uh, and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, it's fair. I love it, Luke. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much.